The word of God is recorded in the book of Psalms, chapter 124. If you would be so kind as to stain for the reading of this word. Psalms 124. Starting at verse number one, I'm reading from the King James text. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quickly, when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our souls. Then the proud waters had gone over our souls. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Um, I want to uh, speak to you today about, from a subject, I escaped. I escaped. And of course, escape is to get free from captivity or confinement, to avoid danger, harm, or involvement in an unpleasant situation. We are sometimes trapped. Everyone in here, Satan, he got a trap for you. Tell your neighbor, he got a trap for you. And the things that capture you or trap you are not things that's obvious. It's like uh, someone that's capturing a bird. He, puts down this mash that can hardly be seen and then he put a bait on it. And the bird's unconscious of the fact that there is a snare waiting. Eats the seed or the bread without giving danger a thought. That's the way the enemy works in our lives from time to time. And then sometimes we are thinking thoughts that are contrary to the will and the law of God and because it doesn't seem as if it's all that bad, we think about it. That can be a trap. Anything that you know is wrong and you let it have residence in your life eventually will snare you and it will capture you. Sometimes we cannot get out of those traps. James said in his book, Let No Man Say When He Is Tempted, that I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust have conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. 
Uh, now some of us want to lose some weight, but sometimes we look at stuff. Y'all, y'all on diet, y'all know what I'm talking about. You was going on a diet, you had that cake sitting around, and you told yourself, I ain't going to eat that cake, I'm not going to eat it, I'm not going to eat it. But after a while, that cake is in your mind. You lay down, that cake is in your mind. You walk around, and sometimes you, you just do like that. That cake's still in your mind. Then once that thing conceives in your heart, now I'm just giving you an illustration of what, see, what sin does and how it comes. Don't just abruptly come and then you sin. But it comes, and it comes first as a thought, and lodge in your heart and mind, and you think the sin, but you say, well, it's all right because I'm not going to act on it. That is a foundation laid in you for sin. James said when sin, uh, when lust have conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it produces death. And it's not necessarily what you do, but it is what you entertain and allow. It's not all right for you to sit around with evil thoughts in your mind, so I ain't going to do it. Sometimes somebody come against you, especially when they cut against you in traffic. And we don't say nothing out of our lips, but we cuss them out in our mind. Not me. I don't do that. I don't do that. You got your hand on the steering wheel, but you want to raise it, but you don't, you're not saying hi. And then you get to the place, and I want us to be so conscious of the Lord allowing things to come in our hearts and our mind that actually reveal to us who we are. And when these things come in your heart and mind, somebody did something to you, stop blaming the person for doing something to you and just start asking God, say, Lord, something is in me that ought not to be in me. I need you to get this thing out of me. We need to get rid of those things, every weight and the sin, which does so easily beset us. Amen. That's the reason why sometimes I'm careful how I listen to certain music and certain philosophies. Anybody in here ever had that song that you heard that just jump up in your mind? Just a little thing. Yeah, just, just a little thing. It's something innocent, but you heard those lyrics and it got in your mind. And then you shook your head. Anybody ever shook their head? Ever had a thought in your mind like that and you just shake your head? What in the world? Let me tell you, sin is first a thought. Then it's a performance. Sin is first a thought and then it is a performance. So we have, we have escaped from. We have escaped from many a snares of the adversary. Satan wanted to take my life. I'm sure he wanted to take your life as well. John 10, 10 said, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. 
He attacked my family on this year, but I escaped. Anyone in here had their families attacked on last year? Amen. Sometimes the devil don't always come at you. It comes at your family. Y'all know how it was with Job. The devil came after Job, and there's always somebody to come left to bring you bad news. Somebody escaped. I think the scripture says in Job that they escaped and brought the bad news. He said, Lord, maybe y'all should have died too. But there's always somebody escaping to bring you bad news. And of course, the whole family died except one person that night. That person was Sister Job. And Sister Job, being persuasive, said, why don't you curse your God and die? Job was able to escape. Anybody on this year had your marriages attacked? Anybody? Oh, y'all just love it, dubby. <laughs> but you're still together. Amen. I escape. Can y'all say, I escape? Hey, don't look at nobody. Just say, I escape. Amen. I know you're laying up there on the pillow. Sometimes pillow talk is sweet talk. Sometimes pillow talk is bad talk. You can cuss a person out on the pillow. Amen. Then get up. Wash your face, come out there smiling. Uh, sometimes we even covered up a whole lot of stuff by smiling. All right. Anyone had their relationship attacked on this last year? That is people that you know, friends of y'all, maybe some of the students uh, in your school that the devil attacked your friendship, trying to make you to the place that, uh, you know, I don't like them no more. Amen. Y'all overcame all that stuff, didn't you? Amen. Amen. Ain't that right, man? All right, I like that. That, made that brother right there is something there. I like that. I like his disposition. He's something there. And how many of you had your obedience attacked last year? Oh, most of y'all didn't hear because y'all didn't read about daily Bible. I know y'all had y'all obedience. How about, and then I got down here, how about your daily Bible reading, right up on the obedience? And this is one, how many of us have had your daily prayer attacked on this year? But you prayed anyhow. Did you pray anyhow or, you sure? And let's face it. And many of the things that the devil attacked us on, he won. And many of the things that the devil attacked us on and set snares for us on last year, he won. And the church said, The good news is that though he might have won, God is still a faithful God. John said here in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The enemy may have won the battle, but he didn't win the war. God still delivered us 
And I'm still escaped because I got a mind to live holy. Is there anybody in this building that got a mind to live holy? Let me tell you this also. If you fail on last year, you're not the only one that failed. Some of the greatest people in the world fail. Great people fail. Adam failed. God covered him with skin. Abraham failed. And God gave him a son. Moses failed. He showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Samson failed. But his hair grew out. David failed. But he was a man after God's own heart. The apostle Peter failed. But God made him a preacher on the day of Pentecost. It was Job that says my bone cleave to my skin and to my flesh. And I am escaped with the skin of my teeth. Sometimes your escape can be very narrow. But God has victory in store for you. Now I escaped because God did not put more on me than I was able to bear. He always make a way of escape whenever trials and temptation come. And you know that the reason why the devil came against you anyhow is because you got a mission. You might not have done it in 14. But how many of y'all have made up in your mind this year, I'm going to do the mission Anybody, 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 anybody been dwelling on that, amen. I'm tired of being confused with who I am. The first thing I know, I know whose I am. And when I know whose I am, he will tell me what I am. And then we can start leaning on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what, I don't care how much you do, how much much fame you get, how much money you get, you're going to die. Mm, give your neighbor a high five, make sure they woke up and tell them, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, when you start getting up there in your 70s, time passed fast. I remember when I was, when I was around a teenager or something, it looked like Christmas took forever to come. And I was telling my wife, look at me, we were just getting a few things together and putting them up on, there, on the wall and windows and everything, trying to, trying to, trying to look, like, look like Christmas in her. And I, it was just like, and it was gone. Yeah. And my wife left a note for me, said, James, if you will, please take down all the wreaths and stuff. And I said, Lord, I said, we just put this stuff up. Life is just that. Short. It was Shakespeare that said, out, out, brief candle. Life is but a walking shadow. It's a tale told by fools, full of form and theory, signifying nothing. So life is short. But what we do, and I want you to think seriously about your life this year. God let you escape for a reason and a purpose. It wasn't because you was all that good. 
But God got a mission for you. He let Jonah escape. But, you know, God didn't carry you down to the bottom of hell this year. But this year, this coming up year, somebody might go down to the bottom of hell if God got a mission for you. And the church said, don't think that you're going to always get by because God gave you a mission and then you just, just treated it any kind of way. Jonah said, I know I won't be so good or successful. Therefore, I flee from the presence of God and I went in the opposite direction. How many of y'all know that God knows where you are? He knows your address. And as I've been praying, God been laying on my heart, some of you, are impregnated with ministry. You, God has put on your heart ministry and you are doing some of everything except ministry. Amen. But God has something in store for you and every now and then he'll let you get caught in the snare in order for the ministry to go forth that God has placed in you. How many of y'all know I got ministry in me? I got ministry in me. So God, amen, let me escape this year. He let me escape so I could be a better man or a better woman. Amen. To be a better business person. He let me escape to be a better teacher. He let me escape to be a better preacher. He let me to be escape so I could be a better friend. He let me to be a escape so I could be a better soul winner. Amen. I am escape for a purpose. Tell your neighbor, I'm escape for a purpose. Amen. It might not be a whole lot to me, but when God get on the inside of me, if he can get inside of a mule and a mule can become a preacher, amen, I'm sure inside of me he can be something great. Amen. I trust in the living God that is able to get all power in his hand. Yes, I escaped, amen, 2014 when the devil had a snare laid for me to the amen so that he could put me out of business but I thank God through the power of the Holy Ghost I stand here before you filled with the Holy Ghost with a mind to still live holy and to do the will of the Lord what I want to see this year I want to see us put ourselves on the back burner put Christ out ahead of you and allow the Holy Ghost to move in your life as never before. Stop denying the gifting that God has placed in your life. You stand between, between a person and hell. It's you. You stand between a soul and hell. You stand between a husband and a wife breaking up or staying together. God said you are the lights of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Guess what? It's your turn. See, when the person ahead of you do a good job, then it's your time. It's your time to run. It's your time to preach. It's your time to pass. It's your time to give faith. It's your time to press through. It's your time to fast. It's your time. Give somebody a high five. Tell them it's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Everybody can't be slow for. 
it's my time it's my time and sometimes amen I don't feel like doing it but I got to answer the call this is my time run on out here Bessie you got no high shoes ain't you can you go she can take hers off run it's your time Bessie oh Woo! Lord have mercy hallelujah yeah who else is here alright she's leaving anybody you don't have any more runners any more runners come on Trina yeah uh, hey hey you, you get ready get ready come on. quick 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 come on you got on high heels you gonna do it for her She's she gonna run first. Woo. See, we got some running music here. We ready, we ready. It's your time. Woo. What you up here for, child? Anointing is on your life. When God anoints you, it's your time. Woo, Lord have mercy. Hallelujah! Glory! Come on, child. Show them how it's done. Show them how it's done. Woo! Glory, glory! Get ready, 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 get ready. It's your time, it's your time. You see, they're standing in line. That's the way the church got to be. You got to stand in line. You got to be ready. They run their race. It's time for you to run your race. And this is Woo! All right. All right. All right. Woo! You see how you see how you see how the little kids could see it was their time. Sometimes people will look at you. Oh, that's Bishop Harris. They don't think Bishop Harris get tired. Oh, Lord have mercy. No, they don't know that. Maybe y'all, you know, one time I could jump about the bed. I gotta roll, I gotta roll over my side now. But the work must go on. The work must go on. And you can't wait until the time comes. You got to be ready. You got to be in a running mode. You got to always, amen. Because see, the thing is, if you drop the baton, what is it called? Baton. If you drop the baton, it could mean the difference between winning and losing. 
That's why you got to be in position and your hand got to be in the right place. Your hand got to be in a handoff position where the other one is in a going position. I got to pick up what you're giving me and then I got to run. See, can I make it one more time? Uh, Ellis, come down here, boy. I'm, I'm gonna run around. You got your tennis shoes, on, boy. I like that. I'm gonna run around and pass it off to you. Now you gotta be in position. I'm gonna pass this off to you, but you gotta be in position. You gotta have the receiving hand like this. See what I'm talking about? See, your hand got to be behind you. So when I throw it in there, you're ready to go. Ready? Now, I'm going to try to make it around this building one more time. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! Yeah! Thank you, son. That's what I'm talking about. You got to be in a position where you're ready. You can't be coming around here. You laying down. You, you said what? You said who coming? What? Leave me alone. No. The time is coming. Got to come out of 2014 running. Not walking. You got to come out of this year running. You can't wait till February, March, April, and May. You can't wait till June, July, August, and September. October, November, and December. You got to start running now. Start running now. Tell somebody. I've escaped. I've escaped. I'm coming out running. I'm coming out running. And I want you to run as if the whole team is counting on you. The whole team is counting on you. And when Paul was in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, Paul said, we are surrounded, he shall know, with a great host of runners. The ones that have run ahead of us. Abraham in the bleachers saying, go James, go James. Hallelujah. Paul the apostle saying, James, you can make it. Just one more lap, you can make it. 
You see, we are surrounded by a whole camp of witnesses cheering you on, saying you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. This is your time. This is your time. You can't play any longer. You can't fool around any longer. You cannot be taking days off any longer because you can never tell when the baton is going to be placed in your hand. And people have run so well. Wouldn't it be a shame after running so well, they come and put the baton in your hand and use this lastodaisically, this loping around. Because your laziness is going to make somebody else lazy. They think that that's the way you're supposed to run the race. But amen, Paul said, run it with all of your might, with everything within you. Live holy with all your might. Live holy like you're going crazy. Stop making provision for your flesh and start living in the spirit. God knows who you are. He has something in store for you, but you got to run. You got to run. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell him we got to run. We got to run. We got to run. Amen. <laughs> 